recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2017, and I am joined by my my fellow Nintendo Fuse podcast crew. I have Steve here with us. Hey everybody, I'm sporting my new uh, uh, Mario uh, ugly sweater. I like to call it ugly sweater because this is actually a cool looking sweater because um, it's got Mario on it. But um, but I'm I'm in the holiday spirit, ready to talk best of 2017 games. There's a lot of them. All right, and we got Greg here with us. Sporting classic NES Zelda right over here. Ready, also ready for the holiday season. Let's go. All right, all right. We we got some Mario, we got some Zelda, and then uh, we got Barry here as well. And anything hey, you got to represent, Barry? I, I I am purposely not representing any game uh, on the Switch to not show any allegiance to what I'm picking for the game of the year and my nomination. So it's going to be a complete uh, you know mystery and surprise. Uh, and uh, I like it better that way. Yeah, and you do have both Mario and uh, Link characters behind you. So you're going both ways there. You, you don't know which, which way. Or it could be something totally different. You never know. You never know. And I got my uh, my Link shirt on, but that doesn't mean anything, maybe. You never know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, so as was mentioned, today is very exciting. It's our best of 2017 episode. We will crown our Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year. And it's been a great year. There's been so many great games, so much to talk about. Um, so we're going to jump into it, but quickly before we get to that, I do want to uh, mention one or two things, which is that this um podcast is interactive and you guys can uh join us in your discussion by posting in the chat room so uh we have a chat on youtube as well and so you can basically uh type in there post your comments we'll read them on the show um otherwise we will um uh you know basically sorry i'm getting flustered here we're like working on technical (laughs) issues and everything i'm like wait what's happening um but yeah the uh um, is it working? Can you guys see me when I'm talking? Yeah, I, see I can you know. see you. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, Make sure there's people in the chat probably see it too, but yeah. Yeah, let us know, guys, in the chat. Like, if you can see it flipping between us and everything, let us know just to make sure that everything is, is running smoothly. Um, but speaking of the chat, I want to give a shout-out to Javery Jefferson, uh, to Mike and Blake as well in the chat room. What's up, everyone? So, um Got a lot to talk about, so we'll just, let's just jump right in. So the way that this is going to be outlined, this episode, is we have different categories, and we've changed up the categories slightly. So we have a mobile category this time around. Um, we have a 3DS category, and this 3DS category is going to be all-encompassing of 3DS titles, retail, digital download, kind of all of the above, basically. Then we have uh, two different Switch categories. We have your um, Switch retail titles, like your big you know, AAA titles, that sort of thing. And then we have our Switch uh, like eShop and Indie uh, category. Like we, we were originally gonna do sort of retail and digital, but there's a bunch of games that are like, m- most like they were digital originally that might be crossing over to physical releases and so on. So we're like, you know what? Let's categorize it as sort of like eShop and indie titles together. So some of those may have physical releases, but their you know primary release of sorts, I guess you could say, is is more of the eShop. Um, and then of course our overall category to group everything together. Um, so those are 
the uh, the main categories that um, that we will have for for today. Um, also, shout out to Gamer Boy zero one zero zero in the chat. Uh, he said, "Hey guys, just want to say you're one of the reasons why I got back into Nintendo. Uh, thank you so much for that comment. That's awesome. Um, and and uh, uh, you know, it's always cool to talk Nintendo with other people and and really you know get your thoughts and stuff as well. So feel free to to join in on the discussion in chat. Okay, shall we get started? Sure, do it. All right. So we're gonna start with the mobile category and and we're gonna basically the way we're gonna do it is we each had three choices that we picked our top three um and if there's any honorable mentions you can mention them uh at any point when you kind of mention you know maybe near your your before you get started or maybe near your first place choice however you want to do it um but we're each going to mention our third place pick then we're going to go back around and mention our second place pick and go back around for our final pick as well so that's how it's going to go so let's start with Steve for mobile. What is your third place pick? Well, let me tell you. Um, even though uh, Nintendo is jumping into this mobile thing, uh, this was actually a category that I that I found a, a little difficult uh, because I haven't really played too much of Nintendo mobile games. Um, I'm still playing Super Mario Run every once in a while, um, but that's about it. So. Um, I, I don't have a ton of experience with any of these games uh, that I've chosen. Um, however, I, I have I found a way to rank them, um, basically just based on the the amount of fun, um, the little bit that I have played with them. So uh, for number three is uh, Pokemon Magikarp Jump. Um, it, it's a simple game. I, I I think it's a little too much, like um, like. Um, you know, some other games out there and stuff. It's it's fun and everything, but uh, but I didn't have as much fun as as I had with that one. So, yeah, Pokemon Magikarp Jump for number three. All right, okay, pretty cool. So the order that we're gonna go in, so we're gonna jump from Steve to uh, Greg. However, Greg, I understand um, you don't have too many choices yeah. for mobile, right? So, unfortunately, I only have a number one, and it's for only reasons because I only. I can only handle one mobile game at a time on my phone. I can't, I'm unable to dedicate additional time to multiple games on my phone. Gotcha. All right. So we'll come back around to you when we get to our first place uh, pick then. So we'll hop over to Barry for your third place pick. Uh, yeah. Uh, this year, there was actually quite a bit more for mobile. Um, I do uh, want to do give an honorable mention quickly to, uh, even though it came out last year, uh, Super Mario Run's additional content they put out this year. I'm happy to see it supported. I thoroughly enjoyed the additional content. And for those of you that have Android that just got to get the game this year, uh, I think it's a, a treat, and I, I really think you should play it. Um, for my number three pick, I also chose with Steve Pokemon Magikarp Jump. However, Unlike Steve, I've actually really enjoyed this. And of my top three is still the only game I'm playing today uh, from the others. Uh, I already have, you know, everything maxed in it, max league, uh, top rank. You know, I even have, you know, like you can you can upgrade all like the food. You can make it so you get more points. Uh, and the same with the training. I have all those max. I got like the, the final tank. You can actually upgrade a motor. Uh, I got all that, like. It's just one of those games that I'm able to sit, I could pick up, I could play for five minutes, put down and not touch till the end of the day and still have fun with it as mindless as it is. It's just, it's a nice time waster and it's done really well. Uh, so that's my number three. Cool. 
Very cool. Um, so, so far in agreement between mobile. We'll see how it goes from here. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Javery Jefferson as well for your, uh, for your super chat uh, donation. We truly appreciate that, man. We're just, you know, we're, we're doing this to, to kind of talk Nintendo and have some fun and, and any support is truly appreciated. So, so thank you for that. Um, and uh, again, if you have anything to comment of your favorite picks and stuff as well, please post it in chat and we'll definitely read it on the show as well. Um, so for me, I'm kind of in the same boat as Greg. Is I there's really only one game that I have on my list. Uh, there are multiple that released. I just didn't play many, um, so we'll kind of have to skip me for now. And let's uh, go back to Steve for your second pick. All right, number two uh, is a franchise that I know other people really really enjoy, and it may be, uh, probably will be Greg's number one as my my assumption. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of the series. It's still a great game. I'm just not a huge fan, uh, but Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, so just a personal thing for me, why it's probably not number one, um, but still a great game. And uh, if you're a Fire Emblem fan, it's it's really cool to have that on, on mobile. All right, cool. So then we'll skip uh, past Greg and go to Barry for your second place pick. You know, the last time we did a podcast, uh, we, we talked a little bit about mobile. And I remember one of the four of us, specifically Steve, uh, was a little unsure about, uh, about the mobile category. And I think he's that one student in class that, like, copies the answers. Because my number two is also Fire Emblem Heroes, <laughs> uh, although I'm sure I played it more than Steve. Uh, I know I've got enough uh, lip from Greg for not playing it enough uh, for only being level one in, in many categories. But I did play the campaign uh, when it first came out. I did some of the added stuff. I know they've continued to add uh, and I'm glad that they're adding the content. The game is good. It's just my attention has moved since then. When Fire Emblem Heroes came out, I believe that was February. Um, there wasn't a lot out. The Switch wasn't out yet. It was still, like, you know, ramping up. And now that the Switch is out, I really haven't had the time to sit down with a mobile game. So, unfortunately, Fire Emblem Heroes uh, does, does get a little bit of a pushback. But it is a great game. And if you like Fire Emblem, then I can't recommend it enough, especially on the go. Very cool. All right. So that brings us all to our number one pick. So we're going to go back around and pick our, our top choice for mobile. So Steve, what's your pick? All right. So I uh, like a lot of these mobile games. Pretty much uh, Mario Run was one of the very few that I actually jumped in right at the very beginning. The rest of these I kind of took my time with. And uh, this is one that I did also took my time with. I didn't jump in the very first day, um, mainly because I knew how much time that I would want to spend with it. And I just didn't have the time at that moment, so I just stayed away altogether. Um, and it's the newest of all the mobile games, Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp is a really good version of uh, Animal Crossing for mobile. And I love the fact that it's free. Um, they do have the microtransactions and all that stuff, but you don't have to do it. Um, with a lot of other games, you don't have to uh, spend a lot of your own money. So it's, it's a really, really good game. and uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, I still have a lot. I, like I said, I started late, um, later than a lot of other people because um, I just knew I didn't have the time. I didn't really want to be, you know, sucked into it. And I have been sucked into it, um, but not as early as other people. So, um, but it is, it's a, it's a blast and it's really cool to have on mobile. And I, I feel like I'll probably uh, play it a lot more um, just from time to time. It'd be one of those games that I do pull out. Um, on occasion and just play it on trips and everything. 
the unfortunate thing is, like I, I think I said on the last podcast, um, that I won't be able to play it as much on, you know, planes and stuff like that, like I did with the traditional uh, Animal Crossing games, because you have to have, you know, internet connection and everything. But uh, that aside, it's it's a fantastic version of, of Animal Crossing for uh, for mobile, and definitely number one for uh, for mobile this year. All right. Well, Greg, do you agree? Nope, I do not. <laughs> My number one pick was uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, wait, that didn't come out last year. No, um, Steve hit the nail on the head. It was Fire Emblem Heroes. I've been playing the game since launch, logged in every single day, gotten every single bonus, completed campaign, and pretty much all of the content that has come out since. Only missing a few of the chain challenges, which are really uh, difficult to do. But I've really, really enjoyed it. It's very fun playing at the top of the tier with all the people that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the game. But that's not as fun. But can't help that, though. But love the game a lot. All right. Barry, what is your top choice? Well, it seems, Steve, you have not been fully copying. You have not. Oh, man. I did not pick Animal Crossing. In fact, I have not downloaded Animal Crossing, and it's one of those that I do not think I'm going to get into simply because of time. Uh, It does look great. However, my number one is actually Pokemon Duel, a game that came out that got very little fanfare. Many people didn't even hear about this, and this game I played heavy every day, multiple times a day, uh, until I think what happened was it's a very good strategy game, that I would love an actual physical board game of this uh, where it's all uniform because unfortunately there is like, like any collectible trading card game that's in balance where somebody with all the the rares goes up against someone with just commons, you're going to wipe the floor with them. And that's suddenly what happened. Uh, They did do some balancing issues, which did kind of change the strategies. And that's when I fell out because it takes a lot of time to build up your Pokemon. And suddenly the Pokemon I was using were now almost useless. So I was like, uh, you know what, do I really want to continue? But if you're jumping in now, it is a great, great strategy game. Uh, the concept is awesome. Uh, the whole board game setup, it's like chess. It's like chess with Pokemon. And I can't recommend it enough if you're into that type of game. But I, even though I didn't play it as long as Pokemon Magikarp, Go, uh, Pokemon Magikarp Jump, you got me confused, um, I had the most fun with it. And and that to me is my number one. All right. So then for me, uh, my number one choice is my only choice: Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Um, so obviously, as a fan of Animal Crossing, uh, I was skeptical of this game. Um, I enjoyed it so far. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it definitely has more. Um, content and, and and i've been able to sort of keep up with it and play you know a few hours of it so far um and i was expecting to do like sort of 10 15 minutes each day but i found myself for like an hour hour and a half each day kind of playing and stuff like there's enough content to play that much each day um the only thing is at this point i'm at like level 20 right now the game has started to significantly slow down and i'm running out of material to be able to craft things and so on and so uh whereas i was able to sort of keep up with the pace of it now it's getting into the territory of it's going to take longer to do things uh, unless you, of course, pay money and get leaf tickets and all that kind of stuff. So there's still plenty of content. 
Uh, I don't want to say that there isn't. There's still plenty to keep it going. It's just sort of died down a lot um, at this point. So um, I'll keep I'll keep playing it, but um, not as heavily, you know, as I did initially. But it's still pretty interesting. It's got that Animal Crossing charm to it and stuff. But it definitely makes me want that full featured game because there's so much still missing that I, I really want. So hopefully soon we'll get something like that. No, come on, Hassan. Um, Don't you know? Timmy and Tommy need to eat, and Tom needs to put food on the table. You can afford some money to help him out. Come on. No, I refuse. Tom Nook has already taken too much of my too much of my money. Even if it was fake money before, it's still too much. Although uh, there is a limited promotion in the game right now where you can actually uh, spend 250 Leaf tickets and have either uh, Tom Nook or KK Slider come to your campsite. So I already have KK Slider, and I'm saving up, and I almost have enough for Tom Nook. I was debating it. Because that guy, he's a crook. But I was like, you know what? It's it's classic Tom Nook. I got to try and go for it. So we'll see. Well, who's um, the bigger then? Is Tom Nook or Red? Ah. Uh-huh. Well, there is no crazy Red yet in this game. Maybe in the future, Adam. As far as I've seen, maybe maybe he is there. I just haven't seen him yet. I don't know. But yeah, that's true. Crazy Red will charge you real money and actually give you crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be terrible. Uh, it would be you pay like five dollars and all of a sudden like you get really just nothing at all. that just falls apart or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man um so i want to read some of the comments in the chat real quick about uh some mobile titles blake in the chat said he's been spending far too much time in animal crossing pocket camp uh gamer boy said he's been playing a lot of mario run and pocket camp as well mike said his favorite is the nintendo switch online app uh mike you might be the only one, buddy. Uh, even even if I had no picks for mobile, I still wouldn't pick that one. I, just, I can't. I can't do it. He enjoyed it so much when we played Splatoon 2. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, all right. So those are our mobile picks. So moving on to the next category, which is Nintendo 3DS. And, again, this is all-encompassing of 3DS, your full-fledged retail releases to your small eShop-only titles, everything Nintendo 3DS in this category. Uh, so let's start with Steve with your third place pick. All right. So as I said in the last podcast, uh, 3DS was a tough one for me this year because I really, um, this is my 3DS and um, the battery's dead on it. And I even got one of the new 2DS XLs and I haven't played it at all other than like after getting it and the initial like playing around with it. And that's about it. Uh, so not a whole lot uh, of 3DS time for me this year. However, I I did kind of narrow it down to uh, three of the games that I that I did enjoy the most um, of the little bit of time that I play with it. And coming in number three was uh, Minecraft th- New 3DS Edition. Um, I am not a huge Minecraft player. I'm not a huge Minecrafter, uh, but I just love the fact that they were able to stick this game. Uh, on the 3DS, and I think it was it's a really cool version of it. Um, probably too late um, in the whole life cycle of things, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it really is a, is a good uh, edition of Minecraft, and it's a, it's a great game. Um, I just, you know, it would be nice to come earlier in the life cycle of the, of the console as a whole, but um, still is a, a really good version. And uh, if you do like Minecraft and you don't have a Switch for whatever reason and you want to play it on the go, um, the new 3DS version is, is definitely a way to go. All right, cool. 
All right, Greg, what's your third place pick? Well, I only also had a much smaller list. Um, I only had about four games to choose from. Um, and also, the, my number third pick will be very surprising, giving my number one mobile pick. Um, and that actually is Fire Emblem Echoes uh, Shadows of Valencia at number three. Um, I really gotten used to the, the more recent play style that like the heroes and also like Awakening and Fates have expanded on. This was kind of returned to form with how the games used to play without like weapon triangles and too much like major planning. It was more just like, oh, throw all your characters in and hopefully none of them die. So um, that's my main concern with the game. And there wasn't really a lot of ways to like upgrade and change characters like roles and their jobs and skills it was all just grinding and grinding and not really too much strategy outside of just make sure to have them run to get healed or whatever to get out of the way so that was my number third number three pick all right what about you barry yeah um like you guys i didn't play the 3ds as much this year as i did last year um but it still was a pretty damn good year um i'm gonna save my honorable mentions for uh, before number one uh but number three was a game that most people probably forgot came out for the 3ds this year uh and that's dragon quest 8 journey of the cursed king uh which was i believe a january launch <clears throat> and uh the game was phenomenal on the playstation 2 uh been a long time dragon quest fan uh and when seven and eight finally got the translations over here to america after we begged and pleaded uh it was great to revisit eight on the portable and it's a, it's a great remake uh if you like old school classic jrpgs uh you've got to play it just uh especially if you're a dragon ball fan um you know kira toriyama did the all the animation uh it's just it's just an awesome game that, that i think got got swept under the switch hype that was going on at the time and, and many people have just forgotten it even came out um but i i definitely think you should play it uh, and it's my number three all right um for me i didn't really have a number three pick because there's really only two 3ds games that i kind of played this year um i did want to mention just briefly that like i bought metopia really like on sale pretty cheap i just never got the chance to play it um, so that potentially would have been my third place pick had I actually played it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I didn't, uh, play enough, uh, enough 3DS. So we'll move back around to Steve for our second place pick. All right. Well, for number two is a game that I really enjoyed. Um, when it was on home console, moved over to handheld and that's Yoshi and Pucci Willy World, um, that I still can't say without stumbling over my words um but um it's it's a it's a fun game and it's really cool to have it on on handheld um obviously it doesn't look nearly as good as it does on wii u but uh but it's still a great game and it's a, a great platformer um they added a lot in with the whole poochie stuff um which is which is really cool and if you're looking for a, a solid um platformer um that's cute and it's, it's yoshi you know themed and everything um that's definitely definitely one to pick up for sure not only could you you stumble, but you actually said the name wrong. It's Pucci and Yoshi, not Yoshi and Pucci. Uh, there you go. So <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> I was literally Sorry, I just, I assumed that Yoshi should be first. He's the big one. Apparently yeah. not. 
Nintendo didn't uh, ask me how to name the game. <laughs> hey, Poochie's adorable, so you know, I Poochie can can have the name first. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just watching for anybody who hasn't seen to have these little uh, short video clips like of the yarn Yoshi and Poochie and stuff on YouTube. I was just watching that with my wife right before the podcast. Um, yeah. But uh, all right, Greg, what's your second place choice? Um, well, prior to uh, Barry's assumption, um, my number two was actually Dragon Quest Eight. So oh, I hi. did, I did pick it up, and I did play quite a lot of it. I wish I had more time, but the Switch kind of unfortunately came out right there at the beginning of March, and then, boom, the game wasn't loaded up again. <laughs> so I tried to beat it before, but it didn't quite work out. I never had the game on. I never had a PlayStation, um, so this was my first time going through Dragon Quest Eight, and I really, really enjoyed it. I do love all the classic Dragon Quest games, including Dragon Warriors. Those are my top favorites, but more for nostalgic purposes. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eight, great game. Go get it. All right. Um, and I do want to quickly mention for anybody listening that isn't aware, just uh, just clarification. So I have seen everybody's picks, but the rest of the, the group does not know the picks. Just an FYI in case this is your first best of episode that you're they're listening to. They all submitted them to me and I compiled it. So um, it's always fun to see everybody's reactions to each other's picks. All right, Barry, what's your um, your second place? Uh, my second place was uh, actually another longstanding series. Uh, and I think two years ago, it was actually my uh, 3DS game of the year and my up there in my actual top three, four overall game of the year. Uh, that game, of course, was Etrian Odyssey 4. And so this one is obviously Etrian Odyssey 5, Beyond the Myth. Uh, if you've never played an Etrian Odyssey game, they are first-person dungeon-crawling RPGs where you get to create your party. But the, the, the twist is you actually create the map. When you go into a dungeon there is no map it's blank and you actually have to draw the map on the bottom screen as you go across and mm. discover this dungeon uh fighting monsters and and just finding secrets and it's just it's just a really cool concept that has worked very very well and while i do not think that five is as strong an entry as four it is still a fantastic game and it's one of those that just people forget about like it it just comes out and People don't mention it. Again, Switch has been so dominating over the 3DS, um, but it is a game that I think you should play, especially if you like dungeon crawling RPGs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest things um, about the 3DS. I think while I, you know people are talking in the chat about how 3DS is dead and everything, and I think that's one of the the things that's going to keep the 3DS going it, are those dungeon crawlers, those RPG games. And there, there are a ton of them out there. Um, and there, there are a lot of really good ones that will keep you interested and keep you playing for, for hours and hours. And uh, if, if anything's going to probably keep the 3DS going for a lot longer than, than it normally would, it's, it's some of those games. The 3DS will be like the Vita where Nintendo will stop supporting it, but third part, Japanese third parties will still put out you know, JRPGs on the system for, for a year or two. Yeah, you never know. I mean, hey, the Wii just got a Just Dance game recently. So, like, some, some old consoles still get games. I mean, who knows how long this 3DS support's going to go. Um, we'll have to see. Um, so, for me, my second place pick um, was Hey Pikmin. And it was kind of picked just because I didn't really play much, to be honest. I, hey Pikmin was kind of a disappointment. 
Um, I got it. I wasn't initially uh, planning on getting it. Um, it was on sale. Got it for like six bucks. Uh, so even though it's my second place pick, I probably wouldn't recommend it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just an FYI. You know, well, it's hey, called I Game of the I, Year, I right? Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer, and other stuff too. So I, I've, I've had to pick stuff because I just didn't have a choice. Um, so the moral but, uh, of the story, do not listen to Son's choices because he really <laughs> doesn't care. Yeah, so far these categories have not been great for me. Mobile, I only had one game. So 3DS, my second place pick is uh, a game I don't recommend. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, a repeat yeah, in 2016 so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on a um, <laughs> In all honesty, I mean, like, hey, Pikmin, it's not a terrible game. It's just not. It, it's missing a lot of what I really enjoyed about Pikmin. I mean, yeah, you're commanding your Pikmin and kind of throwing them around, but it's like in the 2D platforming stage, it makes things a lot easier and just very. I, I felt it was a little bit more boring. Um, and, and not as, there's not as much strategy to it, which is what I was sort of expect from a Pikmin game. Um, so I, I was just kind of disappointed by it. But there's a cool amiibo that you can get. Hey, Pikmin amiibo. So I recommend that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's move on to our top choices for the 3DS. All right. So I really wanted Hey, Pikmin to be great. Um, but alas, it was not, and therefore it didn't end up in my top three at all. Um, but a game that that did, it was number one. That um, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if other people pick it as well. Um, it was a great game. However, uh, similar to Minecraft, I think this game should have come out earlier so that more people could really enjoy it because I think a lot of people had moved on uh, to the Switch and maybe didn't play it as much as they should have. Um, it's a game that is. Uh, a remake of a game that I didn't like very much when it came out on Game Boy, um, and that is uh, uh, Metroid Samus Returns. Um, did not really enjoy it at all. I think I thought Samus was way too big on the Game Boy, and it just it didn't work as well, and it wasn't as good as Metroid and Super Metroid. And and uh, but this remake is is a fantastic. Um, they think they did a really great job, a fantastic job. Um, kind of just reimagined it again and so um if you, even if you have played it before and you didn't like it or you did like it no matter what um playing it again uh, on the 3ds is is great and so uh highly recommend metroid samus returns cool. all right uh greg what's your top choice well i can't think of a better way to lead in except for i just kind of echo steve's choice there um i got Metroid Samus Returns as a review copy. It was fantastic. Absolutely loved the game. It, um, I don't really remember a lot of my first playthrough. I'm pretty sure I beat the original game back on the Game Boy, um, but I definitely had to 100% and beat this one all the way through, is, at least in terms of collection. Um, I'm not a speedrunner type. I'm not going to beat the game, try to beat the game in under four hours just to see a little cutscene. So, um, Enjoyed my time with the game. Fantastic. Loved all the exploration stuff and really hope to see Sam's come back in another whatever 2D type form in the future. Cool. All right, Barry, what do you think for, for number one? Uh, I'm just going to give just uh, two quick honorable mentions before I do my number one. Uh, first being Ever Oasis, which just missed at the number four spot for me and uh, number five would have been uh, Cold Depth Revolt which is a great series uh, if you like cards. Um, for my number one, it was a game that I picked up 
at launch, and it was a game that I actually didn't intend to play uh, for a little bit because I've got such a backlog. But I found some time in between some other games, and I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a go. And I played it, and I fell in love with it, and I beat it 100%. Uh, and that is uh, Metroid Sam's Returns. Uh, to echo <laughs> everybody else. Uh, you know, it was a game I knew I was going to get, but it, because it was a remake, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I won't. But but I, I found the time, and I just fell in love. It is a great game. It is a lot of fun. I've always loved the Metroidvania-style games, and I, I recommend it. I mean, I just hope that this helps to show Nintendo Metroid fans want Metroid games. Uh, so, yes, go out, play it, purchase it, enjoy it, because uh, it is a great game. And it's my number one for the 3DS. All right, so let's see. So Steve's number one pick was Metroid. Greg's number one pick is Metroid. Barry's number one pick is Metroid. My number one pick, not Metroid. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to screw it all up is basically what I'm going to do here. Um, <laughs> do, do you Animal, like this game is what I want to know. Animal Crossing is the home designer number one. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I traditionally have not been big into the 2D Metroids, um, and so I just, never i and plus i also as you can see my focus has kind of been on the switch so i just i didn't um i didn't take the time to to look into uh this metroid game although it appears like i should as everybody else says here <laughs> um so my top choice um was actually one of the more recent 3ds games came out a few weeks ago i think um and it is mario party the top 100 um it actually because i you know mario party so much fun i loved it for many years until the last few games very disappointing they totally changed things up so this one they basically are taking the top mini games from the top mario party games and combining it together so i played it with my wife and uh um one of my sisters um we haven't had a chance to do like a full four player game yet but um it, it actually is kind of interesting because there's a couple different modes and one of the modes is almost kind of like a condensed classic mario party like you're on a little board now, granted, you, you move spaces, but you still move at once. But there is a star space, and you kind of go there, and you, you, you spend like 10 coins instead of your traditional 20, and you get the star, or sometimes it's two or three stars in one space. But, you know, kind of a similar concept. And then, of course, depending on certain spaces or you land on, it triggers a mini game and that sort of thing. So it's a little bit more back to the classic, you know, style, um, but it's just a way to get into the mini games. Um, there's modes, I think, where you can just jump straight into mini games and that's all you do. Um, but yeah, it's fun. There's a couple classics, uh, you know, that I remember from, from playing back in the day that it, it's fun to kind of revisit some of those mini games again. And um, uh, it's definitely, definitely worth uh, picking up for those classic uh, Mario Party fans out there, I would say. Did you play Star Rush on the 3DS? Because Star Rush was a lot of fun. I did not. The last, Hand, I had Mario Party Island Tour on the DS, I guess it was. Um, or was that 3DS as well? Um, so that was the last Mario Party on the handheld I got, but then I didn't get um, if, uh, if you look that mini board game where everyone moves at the same time in Top 100, that's Star Rush. You will like that. Um, it, it, it is actually a really good Mario Party that's overlooked, I think. Hmm. Cool. Well, I may possibly have to go back and, and check that out then. Um, yeah, I, I really wish it was it was on handheld because I've just never been a big you know Mario Party fan for for handheld, and I think that's that's just the only reason I I wouldn't I didn't pick it. Um, 
if it was on Switch, it probably would be on my list um, at, at some level um, for sure. But because I prefer the the, con- the home console version, but um, but yeah, I, I've been tempted to to get it, um, but I know that it, it'd just be something I play by myself, and and I enjoy Mario Party a lot more when I'm gathering with uh, with other people, and that just happens a lot more on the home console. Right. Definitely true. Uh, so in the chat, a couple of people with some comments. Uh, Michael Hill says 3DS is dead. Um, well, I, if you're listening to just me, I mean, it might seem that way. But as you've heard from other people, there are a decent amount of games that have come out this year as well. So uh, definitely a lot to kind of look out for. Um, Blake said he always loved Dragon Quest VIII, loved getting it and playing it this year. Uh, Michael did agree, though, that Yoshi is the best. So he does say that. And then actually, I oh know he changed his tune and said 3DS has a lot of games. It's a really good system. So there you go. Uh, Blake also said Ever Oasis and Utopia were great games this year. Um, and any other recommendations? Let's see here. Um, yeah, Blake also agreed he wanted Mario Party Top 100 on the Switch. Um, I do also want to read a couple of things because uh, Mike, uh, one of our fellow uh, Nintendo Fuse, uh, staff members, he sent me his um, list as well. So in, when I get to some of these categories, he didn't have any mobile picks. But for 3DS, he had his picks. I just want to read them off as well. Um, he didn't number them, but I'm assuming it's like one, two, three in that order. But his three picks were Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, Bowser's Minions, and Monster Hunter Stories, as well as Team Kirby Clash Deluxe. Um, so a couple of other uh, games mentioned there as well. The- See, normally when we do we did the digital and we did the physical because I, I really don't have digital. Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, I was ready for. When I played that game, I'm like, yes, I have a digital game to nominate in the Game of the Year uh, your podcast. And then last month, you ruined it by taking away that category. So that was removed from the list for me. But uh, I was like, yeah, I got something. <laughs> well, I, just have I a guess game Kirby too. got to mention now, thanks to Mike. I did have Box Box Boy as my other eShop game, but not quite on the caliber as the other <laughs> mainline games. Right. Yeah. So there are a couple of other titles out there, you know, uh, to, to sort of mention that kind of got swept under the radar a little bit, but definitely, um, you know, go check out uh, some of those 3DS titles that are out there. Uh, all right. I move on to the Nintendo Switch. And so um, I'm sure we all have plenty of titles for all of these categories. I finally do. I have, don't worry. I actually have picked this time. That would be terrible if I didn't. Um, so we're going to start off with the Switch uh, eShop slash indie category, basically. So let's start with Steve. All right. So um, this game that I picked for number three is uh, relatively new. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing um, a, a game chat on it sometime soon. Blake and I are going to be uh, be talking about this game. Um, for those of you that, that kind of remember a while back, I think uh, not too long after the Wii U came out, um, there were a couple games that uh, that we talked about a lot on here, mainly because there wasn't much to play. But uh, I, at that time, I, I expressed my love for twin stick shooters. And um, it's, you know, nothing that I like. There are other people that are like excellent at them, but I really enjoy them. I think it's it's a great uh, way to play. Geometry Wars is one of the the best ones out there. And um, so, when Rive 
was announced for Switch, I was pretty excited. And uh, now having my hands on it, uh, Rive Ultimate Edition is a really great game for the Switch, um, especially if you if you enjoy uh, twin stick shooters, if you enjoy difficulty in your games, um, if you enjoy great graphics, um, it's definitely a game to 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 pick up or, or to download. Um, but but here's the thing that I didn't um, realize as much: it's hilarious. Um, the game has, has a really good uh, script. And um, the, the, the voiceovers and everything are really funny as well. And uh, just the responses, because you're going to die. You're going to die a lot in this game. And uh, it's hilarious how they kind of make fun of you sometimes for dying. And, and for, like, the first time the little robot comes along to, uh, to tell you what the, what's going on in the game, I just shot it because I was shooting everything that comes my way in the game. And uh, it's like, and it comes back alive, like, later on. It's like, well, all right, where was I again? And it like starts up from where I picked off and where I killed it. So um, just little touches like that just make it uh, kind of set it over the top for for um, you know for the quality. So definitely uh, highly recommend Rive Ultimate Edition. Very cool. Um, quickly before we get to um, Greg, I did want to actually mention because uh, I saw in the chat Blake actually mentioned something very interesting. There's no Pokemon mentioned in the 3DS best. Um, game. Pokemon, obviously a huge franchise. Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon just recently released. Kind of kind of interesting that none of us uh, mentioned it. Just wanted to kind of bring that up. But It got know. some love in the mobile <laughs> category, though. It did. True. So Pokemon did. as a franchise yeah. did, yeah. But as, like, the mainline yeah. game, it's kind of interesting. But, you know. I've not, I've not yeah. been too much of the, the sequel, like, the follow-up games like those, those usually have not been like really big on my list like if there's like a new generation of something new and exciting about pokemon i'll jump on it um but this kind of just it's like a half step sort of thing and it doesn't excite me as much so that's why i didn't make my list if it helps i bought it but uh, play it, yeah. <laughs> yeah i've actually my entire life i've never gotten like i've never gotten the third versions of the, the Pokemon games. So well, I guess the tradition continues, but um, we'll see. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, Greg's second play, or uh, rather third place pick for Switch eShop Indie. This is actually one of my uh, first picks up on the Switch this year. Um, it's also the last physical copy game that I've purchased this year, um, and that is Binding of Isaac. Afterbirth Plus. Um, you've probably heard on previous podcasts I praised the game on the 3DS. Well, of course, picked it up on Switch. Um, a lot of it is mostly the same, but they did have some new stuff in there, some new characters to unlock and all that stuff. I just love that style of play. It's really brutally challenging at times. And what else can I say? It's a really fun game. All right, Barry, what about you? I'm going to save uh, my honorable mentions uh, before number one, so leave a little mystery. Uh, but number three was a game that was not on my radar at all. I, I didn't even hear about it and then heard about it in passing, and I got contacted, uh, talked with some people, and I was like, I have to try this game. And I'm so glad I did. This is one of those rare cases where you are going to get from me a – digital only nomination 
which I know is, is mind blowing. It is digital only. Actually, actually, one of my other ones is semi digital only. But uh, but yeah, and that is Thimbleweed Park. Uh, Thimbleweed Park is a fantastic old school LucasArts style adventure game. It's done by the creator of Maniac Mansion and Secret of Monkey Island. Uh, and it is just a really cool Twin Peaks style adventure where you have five different characters and you're trying to solve a mystery uh, where there's a murder in town and you have to try to figure out w- what happened. And, and like it starts off very like X-Files, Twin Peaks-like. And all of a sudden, one of the characters you're creating, you're, 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 char- you're playing as a clown that is known for profanities. So every other word out of his mouth is a curse. And this on a Nintendo system. Uh, you know, and, and the other one you're playing as a ghost. I mean, like, it's so bizarre. And, and there's little little nods to old things, like there is a hamster and there is a microwave. Uh, so for anybody who's ever played Maniac Mansion, uh, the old thing about putting the hamster in the microwave, you can try to do that. And, of course, they say, who would ever do that, you know? So it's neat. They take little jabs at their previous game. Uh, and it, it, it is just really, really good fun. And uh, there's even, like, a hint line. So if you get stuck, because these games are really – really mind mind puzzles. Uh, there's even a hit line in game, in universe game that you can call. And it's like a 1980s 900 hit line, you know, like trying to help you out. So it's really cool. Uh, it's, I definitely recommend it. So pick it up. I hope for a physical copy, limited run games, make a physical happen. All right. Um, so for me, my uh, third place pick uh, well, my honorable mention was uh, Flip Wars. Um, and so I actually got it when it came out in, in the Japanese release and played it a little bit earlier. Um, and it's an interesting concept. I feel like, you know, there, there could have been more content, I feel like, but it's it's still fun enough at its core, um, especially when you get multiplayer going and, and um, it, it can get pretty chaotic and everything for sure. Um, so that was fun. But my third place pick was Sonic Mania. Um and so that game, um, I was never, I've never been super big on 2D Sonic games, <clears throat> but I feel like this one seemed to sort of be the best of that sort of 2D Sonic feeling, and, and I definitely enjoyed what I did play. Um, I am currently stuck in the game, and so I've, I've tried this level many, many, many times and got really frustrated, but that's just my lack of skills in 2D Sonic. But the game itself, what I have played, has been pretty fun, um, and uh, it looks great on the system as well. Um, and it's it's cool to have <clears throat> it's cool to have um, that on the go for sure. That's, that's true. Uh, spoiler alert: um, I agree with Mike in the in the <laughs> the uh, the chat. I totally forgot about Sonic Mania, so um, that would probably be an honorable <laughs> mention for me too. Totally forgot about it. Um, so I agree. Good game. Um, the, uh, I do want to give a shout out to Ross in the chat as well. So welcome, Ross, um, longtime uh, uh, friend of the of the show, um, and Steve Desmarais as well. Welcome again to to the chat. Again, post your comments. We'll read them shortly uh, for any other Switch eShop indie titles. Ross is excited about Rise, um, as Steve mentioned. But all right, Steve, what's your second place pick? All right, um, this is hard because uh, I had my number one and number two are pretty pretty tight, um, but I, I ended up picking this one for number two because it, it's, there was nothing really out of the ordinary, out of the box or anything about it. It was just really cool to have this on Switch, and that's Rocket League. Um, huge fan of Rocket League. Um, not, you know, it, it brought new, you know, 
cars and, and stuff like that um, to the Switch, but nothing brand new um, from what was on the previous versions of the game. Um, but it's just such a blast uh, to have uh, on the Switch, and, and I really enjoy playing it. Um, I'm going to enjoy it playing it with uh, with other people, especially as, you know when you go to events and stuff like that. I look forward to uh, to having some local co-op and, and stuff like that um, to play that way. Um, but it's just it's awesome to have on the Switch. So um, not quite number one because there was another game that that kind of set things up in a different way. Um, but definitely uh, really cool to have Rocket League on the Switch. Okay. What about you, Greg? I'll continue with the. Uh more unique titles that haven't been mentioned yet. Um, number two is a game that released somewhat recently, uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, I really enjoyed the original on the 3DS years ago, and I was really excited to pick up the new one and definitely had tons of fun playing it. I need to get back in and play a lot more of it. I'm probably only partway through. Just really love those exploration games. Go in, collect treasure, find more, go back, Sell it. Go find more treasures. Sell it. Rinse and repeat. Great game. <clears throat> All right, Barry? You know, I want to say this. After the, the mobile category and the 3DS category, I did notice a lot of overlap. And this category, everybody's saying unique titles, which just is a testament to how great this year is. And I'm going to continue that trend with another unique title. This is a digital-only game in America. However, it is so good, I imported the Japanese copy uh, because it's the same game. It's in English with the Japanese voice, uh, which is the version we got. And that was a launch title, actually, I Am Setsuna from Square Enix, uh, which is a awesome, classic, Chrono Trigger-style RPG. Uh, if you liked Chrono Trigger, uh, that is uh, definitely the type of game this is. It's a really intriguing story uh, without spoiling it. Uh, it's not perfect. Um, I hope you like the color white because you will see white a lot in this game. But it is uh, the characters are good, the motivations are good, the story is good, and the gameplay, most importantly, is good. It is a great role-playing game. I know this released on other systems, uh, but this is just one of those, like, if you haven't played it yet and you're looking for a good JRPG, uh, you know, it's not going to be a 100-hour epic. You know, you could finish it in 8 to 10 hours or so, but it's a lot of fun, and that's my number two pick. All right. So Barry brought up a good point. So far, everybody's been saying unique titles and stuff, right? So everybody's been saying that, so now it's my turn. And I'm going to say another unique title. So there's almost three guys for a loop there, but this time I got uh, Picross S was my second place pick. Um, I enjoy Picross games. They're a lot of fun. I like how they're just good in short little bursts, you know, and so um, obviously on handhelds, they're great. The Switch, being console and handheld, you get the best of both worlds and we get um, those types of of handheld games on there. Um, Not quite as enjoyable as like Picross 3D for me. I feel like that was um, uh, some of the the best Picross that that I've I've played, but, um, but it's still pretty fun to have on the Switch and there's a lot of puzzles in the game. Uh, so there's a lot of content, um, and it's great to have in, in short bursts in between my, my sessions with, with many other Switch titles. Um, so definitely worth taking a look. All right, on to our top choices for Switch, eShop, slash Indie. What do you got, Steve? All right, well, here is a game that uh, that I was 
very shocked by it. In fact, um, I did not think I was going to like it uh, when it was showed off, uh, when they showed it off at E3. Um, but then I finally gave it a shot, and I had a blast with it. And I really had um, a lot of fun playing with, with my wife, as a matter of fact. Um, there's not a whole lot of games that, that we can play together that she really enjoys because um, she's not into gaming as much as as, much as I am. Um, but uh, when it comes to puzzle games especially and co-op games, um, it's a lot of fun. So Sniffer Clips, Cut It Out Together uh, is definitely my number one by far. Um, like I said, Rocket League, um, I had just as much fun probably with Rocket League, but it really didn't bring anything new, um, where Sniffer Clips um, kind of brought some new elements. Um, and it was a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and now they've added even more to it. They keep, you know, supporting the game and kind of made it even more. So if you had it before, now they have DLC or you can pick up the physical copy, which makes people like very happy. And uh, and then uh, and you can get it. So you can download it or pick it up from the store with with all of it and you know together. Um, it's it's a fantastic game, challenging, fun, and uh, yeah, it's just a blast. Cool. All right, Greg, what's your top pick? I actually had one honorable mention that I actually didn't send, and that was the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, another launch title. Um, Obviously, that was also a great game, but not quite to make the top list. Uh, my number one is a game I think that just released like two, three weeks ago, and that is none other than It'll Do 2 Plus. Um, again, previous podcast, love the previous game on the Wii U back when the Wii U was a thing. This game just took it all out and made it even more Zelda-like, and it's fantastic. If you like the 2D Zelda experience like Link to the Past, this game would be right up your alley. You'll explore dungeons, solve puzzles, defeat enemies, defeat the boss, all great stuff. Do the dungeons in practically any order that you want. All the puzzles can be solved with the equipment that you either get in the dungeon or like just your normal stick as opposed to actually having a sword. But great game, lots of fun. Um, Almost got the true ending, but didn't quite get it yet. So was working for it. Nice. All right, Barry, what about you? Uh, honorable mentions, I just got to give a couple uh, just because this, this category is just so not 2016. There's just so many good games. Uh, and I'm just going to list them really quickly because I need some love. Uh, Blaster Master Zero, Tiny Barbarian DX, Axiom Verge, uh, Zero Striker Gunvolt, the Striker Pack, and, and of course my man Super Bomberman R, which has been fixed since the launch. Uh, all great titles that deserve your time. However, my number one pick is unfortunately not unique, uh, which shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone listening to this uh, based off of the description given, and that is also It'll Do 2 Plus uh, as the resident Zelda, you know, crack addict, um, that this game spoke to me uh, in, in spades. Uh, I did get the true ending. I, I, I just was absorbed in this game. I, I did not put it down. Uh, did all eight dungeons, did 90% of the bonus stuff, got all the, the four bonus dungeons done. The puzzles are just really mind, especially that final dungeon. Like, there were there were rooms that I would sit for at least, you know, 25 minutes trying to figure out how to solve this because they're they're simple but difficult because you only have, like, a few tools, and you can solve it with those tools but you have to solve it with those tools. And there, there's only like one or two solutions uh, to figure it out. 
Um, and the same goes for this, uh, the dream world. I don't know if, Greg, you did the dream world. The dream world actually gives you mini dungeons where you're only like, you only have your stick or you only have your, your ice creating rod. Um, and that's it. And all the puzzles can be solved with that one item. And that's all you get. They take away all other items so that there is no chance of you trying something extra complicated. Um, but it is a great game. It is a funny story. It is a very fourth wall breaking story in a sense. Um, and it, it's it completely under my radar. If this did not get a physical release, I would probably not have played this, but it got a physical release. And I was just like, this game looks cool. Let me try this out. And I fell in love. And it's my number one game of the year for, for this. this guy. I did do, yeah, I did do all the optional dungeons. I made it to the true final boss. Um, oh, I yeah. think there's a, I think there's only a few doors that I didn't find, but I have all the collections are maxed out except for the heart pieces. I have one that I haven't found. Yeah, that's true final boss, let me tell you. Oh, that's another thing I do want to mention in this game. There is no potions. In fact, it's a running joke about potions throughout this game. There, like in Zelda, you can have health potions. You can have fairies. You don't get that. So, like, picture doing Link to the Past and you're going through a dungeon and there's no way to heal you have to go through pretty much. I mean, you can find, like, enemies can drop hearts, but it's, you can't really rely on it. So, mm. prepare to die, like, like, Dark Souls style. Like, go through a dungeon to point A and die, and then go back to point A quickly, and go to that one more room and die, and just keep doing it that way. Uh, but it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, I only it used sounds... one, only used one lock tick. <laughs> that was in the stupid Tower of Ice I, for the, you, the you, ice you, ring. <laughs> Yeah, they even give you lockpicks in case you can't find, you know, keys. And one of the dungeons, they say, you actually put an extra key in the dungeon for you. Like, so don't, don't fret. Like, don't worry about struggling and trying to find. We gave you an extra one to make it easier. Just enjoy the dungeon kind of deal. See, I'm a casual gamer. That sounds, that sounds like too much for me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it sounds it's like a little cool, though. Yeah, like, you know. If you like A Link to the Past, you will like this game back pretty much. Gotcha. Well, my top pick for Switch eShop Indie is a game that was mentioned by somebody else, um, although not for their top choice, but uh, it is Rocket League. Um, enjoyed it on the PS4, got it on the Switch, um, and uh, it's been a little while since I put it on the PS4 and realizing that I'm still terrible at the game. Nothing has changed, uh, but it's a lot of fun to have on the go, and uh, you know, little Mario and, and Luigi cars are fun. I haven't gotten the, the Samus one yet. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Rocket League on the go. It, it looks good. And I like that, you know, all the all the little things that, you know, traditional Nintendo online games tend to ignore, like your little kit chat messages and different stuff like that, um, they still have in this game. So it's, it's nice to have all of those features still intact with this version. Yeah, I think that's one of the crazy things we've talked about in um, a couple of our game chats about how games that have not been doing a great job of allowing you to play with friends and Rocket League is one of them. And, uh, and it's, it's one of the ones that actually have done it well, um, what I'm saying. And, and it's, it's really cool to have pretty much, I mean, all very, very, very few things are different from the Switch version than the other versions. Um, and, and all the things that are different are, are very minuscule. And, uh, and it's really cool to see that they've, they've ported over really, really well. Um, I just wanted to read off. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of variety. Ten games were unique, not counting honorable mention games, which there were more unique titles there. 
that's a like compared to last year, that's an unbelievable night and day difference. I will say this category, I mean, obviously we've already done mobile and 3DS and looking ahead at switch retail, this is the most diverse category of choices. Um, so eShop indie titles is really where you're going to find a whole wealth of titles available for sure. Um, and uh, Mike actually, uh, he gave me his picks as well to read off. He does have a couple of unique choices as well. So he also mentioned Rocket League, but he also said uh, Axiom Verge and Golf Story um, were some other titles that were mentioned. Uh, in the chat, uh, Blake said um, some great smaller games up there, Rive, Snipperclip, Stardew Valley, SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, yeah, Steve Desmarais said, I forgot about Sonic Mania, still on Chemical Plant. Um, what else we got here in terms of uh, eShop Indie? Uh... So there were also, um, now we're not specifically talking news yet, but in case anybody didn't miss the news, there were multiple Mega Man-related announcements. Uh, happening. Some of those may potentially be just, you know, eShop releases, that sort of thing. So I did want to kind of briefly mention that Mega Man 11 was announced. They're bringing over Mega Man, the Legacy Collections 1 and 2, um, all of the uh, what Mega Man X games, um, eight of them, I guess. Um, those have been announced as well. So tons of stuff. Are there 10? No, they're, well, the Command Mission and Extreme 1 and 2 that are not being brought over, but X1 to 8 are being brought over. Hopefully gotcha. this all gets Hopefully that's all one collection. I don't see many people buying like X5, X6, X7 uh, just on their own because they're not very good games. But in, in a bundle, I see that see that working well. Hopefully it's a sign of the incoming um, virtual console for the uh, Nintendo Switch. No, no. We, we want physical. <laughs> Legacy collection. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not I, also, I agree. It'd be great to have physical, but it'd be also great to have this this virtual console that people have been waiting for for so long. Yeah, but they're not going to put the right. NES version of Mega Man 1 to 6 on there when there's the Legacy Collection HD versions with the bonus stuff. People, why would you buy the original when you can have the original plus some, you know? Right. Um, and then uh, Roth also mentioned uh, Stardew Valley uh, just released as well. Uh, the eShop has been getting waves and waves of fun, addicting titles. Um, so yeah, lots of great content there. But we're getting into our um, final category before we get into the overall. Um, and so this is our Switch retail titles. Um, so this one, at least for me personally, was the toughest category for me to sort of pick my top choices. But uh, we, we had to do it. So Steve, let's start with you. What's your third pick? All right. Um, number three is... Um, Huh. Um, <laughs> let me, I feel like I have to give this a little bit of caveat because it, I actually, um, <laughs> by naming it number three, I feel like it, it's probably a game they're like expecting me that I have played like a ton of, um, but it actually has not been. I played the original of, of this game a whole lot more than I played its sequel. However, um, it is still a great game, and, and I have played a lot of it, but I did play the original more uh, because it was so new and so exciting. And the sequel just kind of barely made it better. Um, it didn't, like, really ramp it up, but it's still a fantastic game, and that is Splatoon 2. Um, really fun. I think they, they've done a great job with it. They, they did ramp it up for the sequel, but like I said, it's not as earth-shattering and, and brand new as Splatoon was when it first came out. 
Um, but Splatoon 2 is definitely still a game that I keep going back to over and over again. I think largely because because of the online component um, that it's, there's always new people to play and just have a fresh uh, a game out there. And they keep just like the original one, you know, kept you know pop it out new new weapons, new you know maps and all that stuff. And so it's it's really cool to uh, to play Splatoon 2. Um, but yes, I'm acknowledging the fact that it was it's not as groundbreaking or whatever as the first one was, but still an excellent game. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? Well, this title is not quite new to me, but mostly it is because I didn't get a good representation of it. Um, this game was came out originally on other systems back in, I think, 2011, along with Skyward Sword, and that is Skyrim. Um, I had it on the PC for a while, and then it basically broke my PC because it was barely compatible to run it. Uh, the fan never <laughs> was the same again. Um, it drained too much of the battery, and it kept overheating, and then the computer would never uh, move on. But um safe to say that the Switch does not overheat, so I'm getting close to where I was at before um, I had lost my save progress like already whatever 10 12 hours in and it's just absolutely fantastic looking forward to playing it the rest of this year and into next year all right barry what about you i'm going to start this one with my honorable mentions just my number four and five really quickly uh and that would be mario and rabbids kingdom battle and then dragon ball universe 2 uh, both great games both deserving uh, i also have to start with a quick disclaimer um, my top three is a nightmare situation for me because <laughs> if, if any of these games were released in their own year without the others, they would instantly be game of the year for me. So this is three game of the year games going against each other in, in a literal nightmare scenario. I know we've talked about this before. I'm sure I, based on Steve's face, he's like, he probably wants to know. What order I'm putting yeah. these in? Yeah, because I, I, I know all three of the games already. I know. We all know them. I didn't yeah, really I know, know what order he put them in. <laughs> exactly. That's the fun part. You, everyone who watches knows the three games. Uh, that's why I did honorable mentions. Get them out of the way. Uh, the real mystery is the order. And uh, I know this is going to be controversial because somebody has to come in third. And number three for me was Super Mario Odyssey. As awesome as this game is, it is truly phenomenal. I put over 50 hours. I got all, all the moons. I absolutely love this game. This took me back to 1996. And I can't stress enough, if this game was released without the other two, it would be my game of the year, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I had so much fun with this game. I can't recommend it enough. And it sucks that it is now put as number three because of this insane year that Nintendo has given us. Uh, but it's my number three. All right. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay. So that brings me to my third place pick. And this was very, very tough. Um, have to give an honorable mention to Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Um, did not make the cut, but it was very, very good. Um, I was kind of between two different games here, um, and the two games were Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Splatoon 2. The one I ended up picking for third place was Splatoon 2. I love Mario Kart. I love it to death. As a franchise, I like Mario Kart better, 
But there's just something about the the freshness factor of Splatoon versus Mario Kart, even though they both are, like, Splatoon's a little bit, it's a sequel, but there's not too much new, and Mario Kart's kind of a port with added content. I, the, the big deciding factor was the Salmon Run mode in Splatoon 2. It's incredibly fun. Um, I might like it more than Turf War, possibly. Um, it's, it's so much fun to play, and so... As long as you get on a good team. When yeah, you get a bad team, then it's one of the things that I just want to throw my controller at. But if you get on a good team, it's a blast. <laughs> that is very true. Or when you get one of those random rounds where they have all the enemies that, like, zoom and attack you and swarm you like crazy, and you're like, what? How, what? How am I, what am I supposed to do? How could anybody survive? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's um, so much fun to do. Um, and um, they're constantly adding new content. They just recently added new maps and stuff. There's a new ranked mode coming and everything. So... There's so much great content in the game. So my third place pick is Splatoon 2. All right, Steve, what is your second pick? All right, well, here it goes. Um, (laughs) (sighs) You know, the funny thing is that this is probably the fastest I've made any list of of best games, even though it was difficult um, to choose some of these I, they they came to mind really quick as I was as I was forming this list, but this one these these top one and two have been on my mind ever since they came out. Um, in fact, no, they've been on my mind ever since they were announced, and um, I knew it was going to be difficult. If you go back to previous podcasts, we've talked about how it was going to be difficult to pick some of these games, and in the end even though I am wearing a Mario shirt, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey did come a number two for me this year. Um, it is a fantastic game. Just like Barry said, if any other year, if other games didn't come out, this would clearly be number one. Um, but it is number two uh, in large part because I don't feel like it introduced as many new concepts to the series as my number one did. Um, I feel like my number one really kind of pushed it a little further than, than Super Mario Odyssey did. And that, that was, the, that was the, the factor between the two. I had just as much fun playing both of them. I probably put, um, in terms of, of hours, I put a ton of hours into both games. Um, but <clears throat> Super Mario Odyssey, you, you, didn't, you didn't innovate as much as I would have liked to push you up into number one. All right. How about you, Greg? It was a very difficult decision for me as well. Um, obviously, everyone knows what the top two games are likely to be for most of us, obviously. Um, this one I put as number two more because of my opinion on how the motion controls were utilized in the game. Compared to the way they were used in number one, I did not appreciate the way they were done in this particular game, and that was Super Mario Odyssey. I did not like you have to detach the controllers just so you can jump a little bit higher just to grab a moon that you couldn't have just hit a button or held it down for a period of time to do the exact same thing. When you're making me break my experience, pause the game, detach the controllers, pull out the kickstand, it's kind of 
frustrating in a way just to grab one extra collectible. So <laughs> you can do this. Uh, it's, it's definitely possible to play like this. I don't know what your problem is, Greg. You, you can totally play Mario just like this. Huh? <laughs> oh, come on. As the switch Greg. goes Come flying the off the screen. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden the little rails break. The control You're holding the controllers, and the, the center thing goes flying <laughs> out. Hit somebody else in the head when I'm commuting the train. <laughs> yeah, that's not a gesture that I like to do on the train where I play the most of my time. <laughs> People just think you're upset at the game instead. Yeah, they're just angry at the game. You're just shaking. <laughs> but All right. great game. Absolutely love it otherwise, but that's where my deciding factor came to be. All right, Barry. We, we know what the last two games are for you, but we just want to know <laughs> how it lines up. Well, see, this this is really unfair. Um, first of all, I do want to mention that Mario Odyssey, of the top three, had the second best soundtracks of the top three mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion it, the music is beautiful and it's something i didn't mention it um but it, it to me it was only second best um as for number two and this is this is where it gets unfair uh one of these titles i played for 250 hours mario mm-hmm. odyssey i played for 50. one of these titles just came out and despite having my in-laws over ignoring them and being a bad host, I still put in over 40 hours since this <laughs> came out. Okay. Wow. I, and I'm only on And you played like chapter, 1%. I'm only on chapter <laughs> three. Out of, I don't know how many, but I'm really early in the game because I'm soaking this in. I'm enjoying this experience. And unfortunately, and this is the caveat, if, if I was able to finish this game, there is a real good chance this would actually be my number one. But due to the nature of the release, which was out of my control, and Nintendo not giving me an early copy to play, I only can base it off of those 40 hours, hoping that the continuation is even better. Uh, So my number two pick, which unfortunately just came out on the first, is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which could have very well been number one. This game, it had a slow start, which was a hurtful thing for it, but it picked up, and when it picks up, really early on it does pick up, it never stops. The game is nonstop. The game is beautiful. Um, the, the combat, you know, it, it, it takes longer. It's not just a quick button mash. The battles are strategic. The characters, I didn't think I'd enjoy the characters. I so wanted Shulk and Ryan, and, like, I had such an attachment to those original characters. And Rex has grown on me, and Pyra's grown on me, and, and Tora's grown on me. Like, they've all just, you know, Nia is really cool. And, like, I'm just liking them. I'm, I'm really liking the characters. I'm liking where the story's going. Uh, I'm liking the idea of Titans. There's more Titans to be on as opposed to just the two of the original. And I do have to say the music is by far the best on the Switch, period. Like, it blows all other soundtracks away. Like, all you have to do is just listen to some of the music. And you will be hooked. The music is that good. Um, the game is it's phenomenal. I hate that I can only put in so many hours. I did my best to get as far as I could while enjoying it. And that's the kicker. Mario Odyssey gave me 50 hours, and those 50 hours were super enjoyable, and I loved it. And that's more than you can ask for of any game. And I'm already at 40, and they've also been super enjoyable. And I probably have another 140 more to go 
And knowing that fact was another edge over, over Mario Odyssey for me, just for the amount of content. Uh, and there's also, and also is an 8-bit NES-style minigame in here uh, called Tiger Tiger that I must have spent two hours on already. And I just keep going. And it's like an old-school arcade-style, uh, you know, NES game. Uh, and it's done to level up one of your characters. And it's just a blast. Like, I can see them releasing this as a download-only uh, game. It's just, just so much to it. If you haven't played it, if you're thinking about playing it, even if you didn't play the first one, you need to play the second one. Uh, we need more JRPG love. Uh, homework assignment for everybody. Uh, but no, you really should be playing it. Uh, and there's no excuse anymore. You could take the Switch anywhere. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, um, my second place choice was Super Mario Odyssey. Um, mm. it, that game is so much fun. Uh, there's, there's so much content to it. I'm still going through the post-game material and everything. Um, the I do agree with, with Greg about the, um, the the annoying part with the motion controls because like, I went to the DMV and I wanted to, to play the game, but like I collected one or two moons and I was like, I'm just not enjoying this as much. Uh, so then I ended up playing like some other stuff there. Um, but that's great that I can play the switch at the DMV. It's, it's awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Super Mario Odyssey is, is, is so great. Um, it looks great. There's so much fun personality to it. And, um, I mean, we could just go on and on about, uh, about how much fun it is. So that is my second place pick. So, (laughs) I guess uh, we're headed to our, our top switch pick. See, what's your, your top choice? I do appreciate that I, I get to talk about it first. Um, <laughs> and uh, and, you and yeah. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. Um, I think it's really cool. I very mentioned that all, all, a lot of our topics, um, my number one and number two, um, all three of his and, and several others, you know, are ones and twos, um, focus like they're all great games they all have all that stuff about them just about the gameplay but they all have amazing soundtracks i think that's one of the really cool things that that all a lot of our top games have are just amazing soundtracks that we love listening to um you know going back to before i jump into number one um this is the first (laughs) mario game that i've actually really wanted to own those those songs and listen to them a lot of times um, my number one, this happens quite often with, with these type of games, but it was really cool to have such an amazing soundtrack for Super Mario Odyssey. And I haven't heard anything from Xenoblade, but, um, but now yeah. that you mentioned it, I'm going to like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go listen to some of those songs and, uh, and check them out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, number one does have an amazing soundtrack. I think it's really cool how they worked, um, music in this time and kind of, it just changes and, and flows so well. And uh, of course, it is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. A, a well, wonderful, I've never heard of it. Wonderful. What? What? <laughs> it is. It is kind of unknown, but you should pick yeah. it up. Yeah, along with all the other 1.1 people who have owned this, or one point. I don't know how to do the math, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> more games were sold than switches were have been right. sold at the beginning. Like that's crazy. Um, how does that even happen? But. Um, so, yeah, um, fantastic game. We've talked about it many times. We had a whole game chat about it. Um, one of the launch games, which is which is awesome. And I think one of the cool things that uh, – two things that really stand out um, about Zelda Breath of the Wild, why I picked it for number one over number two. Um, number one uh, is that 
Um, I think they really did innovate more in, in Breath of the Wild than they did in Super Mario Odyssey. I think there was some, some really cool new elements, some things they brought back from the past, similar to Super Mario Odyssey, um, but just, just the way to, to really bring um, the world and make it alive and make it really feel like you really, I really felt like I was on this adventure as Link this time, um, more than any other time. Um, I, I still felt like I was playing as Mario um, and playing a game, but a lot of times I was just drawn into this adventure as Link and felt like I was, I was, you know, him in, in a lot of ways. And so that was really cool. And it's also, um, you know, both, both games, it's the one that I will, that I want to go back to and finish all the extra stuff more than I do Mario Odyssey. I finished Mario Odyssey. I might go back on occasion, but I want to go back to Zelda to get all the extra stuff and everything a lot more. And so it has a lot more um, replay value for me. And that, that kind of bumped it up to number one as well. All right. Uh, Greg, what's your number one pick? <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, my honorable mentions would be obviously Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart 8. And I guess Bomberman if it's not in another category. But um, number one obviously has to echo what Barry said earlier. Based on the amount of content, hours played, none other than Breath of the Wild. Um, I actually love the game. I know it had a couple breaks here and there, but I did finish everything that I had wanted to. Um, I even beat the game on Master Mode. I'm looking forward to the DLC pack that should be launching sometime this month. Um, I had so much fun playing the game. I really love that every single player has a different experience. There's no one way to do the puzzles. There's no one way to play the game. Everyone has their own complete unique experience. And it's kind of brought back like that playground type talk where it's like oh I found this shrine over here and then go over and check it out type stuff so I absolutely love the game a lot definitely number my number one pick for this year cool <clears throat> uh, yes it's my turn uh, <laughs> uh, well obviously uh, this game uh, for me my number one I, I put the most hours in and uh it actually, when it came out, uh, it was the the start of the last month of my mother's life. Uh, so it was a very, very emotional journey for me um, because it was very hard in real life uh, dealing with everything. And this gave me my escape. Um, this allowed me to uh, to play and enjoy it and have some fun. And that may be one of the reasons I put so many hours into it. Uh, but, you know, I did actually, to be fair, by the time I finished, she was still alive. Um, but I think she stayed alive, you know, just to help me make sure that I got through it and didn't have to worry about everything else that goes on. Uh, so I could enjoy it. And of course I'm talking about Troll and I, I mean, it's just a really great game. What? No, I'm talking, I'm talking about Breath of the Wild. Uh, Mike, obviously. Mike totally agrees with you on that one. <laughs> Mike, Mike agrees. I know. No, of course, of course, uh, I had to pick Zelda, you know, and it's, it's that tough when it comes down to Zelda, Xenoblade, and Mario, uh, three of three of my favorite franchises. And and I said, like as much as I loved Breath of the Wild, as, as emotional as that game was to me, I still feel Xenoblade might have topped it had I gotten the chance. And that tells you something about how great this year is uh, for games. But if you ha- haven't played Breath of the Wild, I mean, one needs to be said, it's awesome. It, it is a truly great Zelda experience. It is still not my favorite Zelda game, but it is it is definitely up there. 
Uh, it is, is a breath of fresh air. It is very enjoyable. Everybody has their own journey. Uh, you can tackle things in your own pace, in your own order, uh, and just have fun with it. I didn't do the master mode. Uh, just the reason I didn't was there was just no time. There's been too many games. Um, you know, I, I'll go back before the DLC comes out and just mess around with it again, get re-familiarized with it, because uh, I haven't played it since, you know, DLC Pack 1 came out. Uh, I haven't even done the Xenoblade uh, crossover uh, quest yet, but I know that will be there. But no, it, it's just what they're not say. It is, when, when the game came out, I think we called it back in March. I said this is game of the year. Like, we called it back then. I think so many other publications called it back then. It's just an awesome game. And if you haven't played it, if you don't own a Switch and you have a Wii U, play it on the Wii U. Just play this game. It's awesome. Well, I do want to say, we, we haven't gotten game of the year yet. There could have been a 3DS game or a mobile game or something That's that true. could have topped it. So you never know. We'll just, you have to, you know, we'll see. Uh, my top pick for, for Switch uh, may be surprising, but it's actually ARMS. No, it's not. That's not at all. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> mentioned ARMS because that game was forgotten about. And, yeah, um, obviously it's over. I mean, I don't know what more needs to be said. Um, the game is incredible. Um, I've been captivated by by that game more than I have any other Zelda game. Um, and just an incredible amount of content. I'm the type of person that I, if there's some sort of a hard mode in the game, like, to me, I would never touch that because that's not my type of thing. Like, I play normal difficulty. I'm good. I'm fine. This game, I'm considering it eventually going back to it one day and maybe starting it all over and playing it in master mode or something just because I love it so much. Like, there's just so much great stuff in here. But first, there's still so many other side quests and things that I want to to do and um, uh, complete some of the DLC master trials. I did two out of the three, so I need to go back and do the third one and, and so on. But this game is just incredible. So, um, so yeah, so those are our picks. Um, I do want to mention... Um, Mike's picks that he sent me. So he sent me this list, and uh, his third pick was Splatoon 2. Breath of the Wild was second, and Mario Odyssey was first. So he um, actually had Mario Odyssey first, and he's not the only one, because in the chat, uh, Blake mentioned um, that I think I just personally like Mario games more than others, and that makes Super Mario Odyssey my personal favorite this year. Uh, Breath of the Wild is a better game and has more content, but just didn't bring me the same joy. Uh, but he also mentioned uh, Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario and Rabbids, Skyrim, L.A. Noir, Doom, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Pokken DX, Fire Emblem Warriors. And he said, and they say there are no games. <laughs> so lots and lots of great content out there for Switch. So, much. so that brings us to our final category, which is sort of our overall picks, tying everything together from mobile, 3DS, eShop and, and Indie for Switch and Switch retail titles all together and picking our ultimate top three. So for this one, what I think we're going to do is we're going to go around, but everyone's going to say all three of their picks at once because we've kind of already done the three, two, one, that sort of thing. So that way we can sort of give our reasons for why we organized our list in that way. Um, so Steve, what are your top three overall games of the year? All right. The way you put that, it, it excites me because I was I was hoping that I wouldn't be the only one that changed up my list. Um, so I reversed the the top switch one. So it's three, two, one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. Um, my number three pick uh, for overall actually does um, come out of another list. 
because I, I, even though I really enjoyed Splatoon 2, it didn't, uh, is not ranked as high in how much fun that I've had with Snipper Clips. Um, I really enjoy Snipper Clips. I really, I love the, the challenge of it. I love the co-op level of it. Um, so that, that slid in um, to overall number three. Uh, for me, taking out my number three switch, um, normal, like retail or whatever, um, and coming off the indie list and, and moving up to overall. Um, but my, my top one and two clearly were the same. Um, Mario Odyssey for number two and, and Zelda for number one um, for all the reasons that I have said already. So, yeah, Zelda, Mario, Snipper Clips. That's crazy, but I had a lot of fun with all three of those games this year. All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? What were your top three choices? Well, my number three probably comes out of left field because it's also not a Switch game. It's not even on the Switch. And it's a game that I've poured way too much more time than I'd like to admit and more money than I'd like to admit, and that's Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, Warriors are uh, not mean- Warriors. Heroes. I mean, I was thinking Warriors. <laughs> so I meant to say that earlier that I actually didn't pick up that game, and that's why I didn't make any of my other lists. But Fire Emblem Heroes, number three. Um, and then following the straight path forward, number two, Mario Odyssey, number one, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> for all the awesome reasons and discussions we've had before earlier on. So. Very interesting that we have a mobile Nintendo game in a top three list. <laughs> That says something about the quality of Nintendo's mobile titles as well. Oh, yeah. All right, Barry, what about you? Uh, well, for me, I just want to give a, um, a salute to all the indies and the, the you know, the, the close to AAA games because, you know, games like It'll Do and, and even Axiom Verge and, and Thimbleweed Park and I Am Satuna, on a normal year, you would you would get there and possibly be in my top three because you're all deserving games. You're all of these games that we've mentioned are truly deserving of the game of the year spots and nominations. Um, unfortunately for you, Nintendo decided to bring their big guns and considering, as I stated earlier, if any of these three games were released on any separate year, they would instantly be my game of the year. My top three can't change because that's just, that would be wrong. And my top three in the same order would be Zelda number one, Xenoblade Chronicles number two, and Mario Odyssey number three. Uh, they just all three deserve that number one slot, but there can only be one, unfortunately. Gotcha. Uh, so for me, um, considering I didn't have many 3DS choices, I didn't I didn't have many mobile choices. I did have some eShop indie titles, but it's just you just can't can't beat some of these other titles so i'm sticking with my my switch uh retail release uh, order and number three splatoon 2 number two super mario odyssey and number one the legend of zelda breath of the wild and breath of the wild is just not only is it my top overall game of the year for me personally it's my top favorite game of all time i i mean the super smash Bros. series for a while has sort of been my top favorite series but this game has just captured my attention like no other and it turned me from sort of that you know, Zelda fan, and I've played some Zelda titles and stuff, to a Zelda fanatic now, and I've been buying all the Hyrule Historia book, and this, that, like, I, I'm, i like, I'm fully immersed now. I am totally in it, so. I'm um, going to that book now. 
I smell some homework assignments. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go back and play the other Zelda games now, Hassan. I want your opinion. <laughs> but but everything is going to be so disappointing after Breath of the Wild for me. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I definitely will want to explore more of the Zelda universe, of course. So, so for sure. Um, I do also want to mention uh, Mike sent in his, his pick. He just sent his one overall pick, which was Super Mario Odyssey. So if he was on the podcast crew and uh, he, he was kind of a part of this, his votes would have been a little bit different in terms of how things turned out. Um, in the chat, uh, we don't have any other specific mentions, so we're going to get into our official Nintendo Fuse Game of the Year awards. And so tallying up all our votes, so the way this worked, is each of us, as we just mentioned, our top three overall games. So the number one picks get three points for each person. Um, the number two picks get two points, and the number three picks only get one point. And I tally up all the points. If there are any tiebreakers, then what I do is I go back uh, to our each of our overall picks, and I look at, okay, maybe these, these two games tied, but one person picked this as a number one title and one person picked this as a number three title, for example, right? And so then the one that was picked as a number one would edge out. Um, now, interestingly enough, right, there was a last minute switch at the end because obviously Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out uh, very close to, to this podcast. So uh, Barry was like, hey, FYI, depending on how it goes, I may switch things up. So before yeah, he sent in his little switch, I will yeah. say originally I did have Mario Odyssey as my number two with Xenoblade as number three because I hadn't played it yet. And so I, I was being taught, like, all right, Mario is so good, that's going to be my number two. But, you know, it wasn't until today that I was like, all right, I've put in so many hours, now I can confidently say uh, where it was. And that's, again, the fault of Nintendo for releasing it so close to this podcast and just not giving me enough time. <laughs> but How dare they? How dare they, right? <laughs> Those bastards. They should the only it. way to make it better would be to – Make a direct tomorrow, which they might have. Uh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, I was kind of struggling because what happened is, as you could probably imagine, I'm sure you guys can kind of figure out some of the picks already. The third place overall was tied amongst four games. So then I went back to look at all of our picks in our overall game of the years, and it was all at equal levels. So the tiebreaker failed. So then I was like, okay, well, then maybe I'm going to go back into not our overall picks, but into our individual categories of Switch or 3DS or whatever, and then compare how they ranked. And that was close, but it, it came down ultimately. Initially, it was going to be, if I had done that scenario, the third place pick would have ended up being, surprisingly, Fire Emblem Heroes. Just <laughs> because that was a number one pick from Greg in the mobile <laughs> category. <laughs> Even though he had no other picks, that that's how it ended up coming out. <laughs> however, however, things got switched because you know obviously before the, the submissions were closed, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So the switch took over. Mobile's gone. Kick it out. And uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two is our third place overall game of the year for Nintendo Fuse. Um, so very very close, basically is what it's saying. Um, and then, of course, second What's place one goes to. <laughs> oh, second place goes to Arms, and first place goes to Splatoon Two. No, um, second place Super Mario Odyssey, and our Nintendo Fuse 2017 Game of the Year is The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which we all pretty much called uh, as 
the day the game released and we all talked about it right afterwards. We're like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is it. Even when Super Mario Odyssey was coming, we're like, it might be able to beat it. It might do it. But we, we just, I think we all just kind of knew um, it was, it was Zelda. So. What saddens me though, and I know again, it just came out, is that the only, only one who, who talked about Xenoblade and it's at number three. That means homework assignments are going out to all of you to at least play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, or at least listen to the music, because you need to. You need to do that. Just, it, I, you know, I will listen to the music. Music I can do. I can't commit 500 yeah. hours to a game, though. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to finish um, the original one and X before I go well, on you two. But you don't need to. Well, I mean, I just got to like, complete your other homework assignments before I <laughs> go yeah. homework is past. Yeah. I think it's your go homework is past due by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you, you failed so many classes already, Steve. There's just so much there. No, I, I mean, I play them. I just haven't beat them because yeah, I don't like have enough time. Yeah. That, not, that's the thing. Right. That's, that's the killer is time. But that's a testament. Like, for any of you listening, if you haven't already done this or you just, you're new to, to our podcast, listen for lulls. Listen to our 2016 Game of the Year uh, podcast because it's a very different, very different type of episode. Uh, quite funny, uh, quite sad, and uh, it really shows in one year how much Nintendo can turn things around. Yeah, but oh, I think yeah. the the big thing with time is is too that you know we've talked about several games that tonight that if we had the time we would have dived into a lot of different stuff. I mean, Skyrim is one of the ones that I I have it and I'm excited to eventually get it into, and I know it's going to be great, even though it's a what a five year old game now. Um, six-year-old game, but I know it's going to be great, but I just don't have the time to dive into it um, because, you know, there's just only so much time to play. And and honestly, it, it's the reasons why I still picked, you know, my number ones and twos and, and threes and everything and every, because as, as good as it is, I'd rather go back and play some more Breath of the Wild instead of starting, you know, Skyrim or anything else. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, unfortunately, I wanted to go back and listen to our old Game of the Year podcast, but a bunch of the old ones weren't working at the time. Hopefully, it's only a temporary thing. Um, I don't want to have lost those episodes or anything. But I look back, and so 2009 is when we started the podcast. 2010 is when we started our Game of the Year episodes. So we've um, selected the Game of the Year for, for multiple years since then. I know that last year, it was Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, and the year before that was Super Mario Maker for Wii U. Um, so those were our last two game of the years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean. You're so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they like, in comparison, I mean, those are great games, but I'd still pick all three of these over those, over those games. Right. Wasn't, wasn't 2014 uh, Link Between Worlds, maybe? So that's remember. what I was wondering. I think that came out in 2013. <laughs> that was 13. Oh. Um, so that's I think that was our pick for 2013. Yeah, I don't remember what 2014 was though. 2014 wasn't Mario Maker. No, it was 15. That was 15. 15. Oh, Smash Brothers. Wasn't it Smash Brothers? I pretty oh, sure was Smash. Probably. I think it was that the year that um, Mario Kart 8 came out when it was between Smash Brothers and Mario Kart 8. Yeah, that might have been. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Smash Brothers won that one. Yeah. I think so too. But yeah, so that's our um that's our game of the year, guys. Um and so so many great games, so much great stuff to go check out. Um and of course, 
you know, we're ending the year here. However, the Game Awards are this Thursday. Nintendo of America has been tweeting about it, so we may see some stuff come out of it. They did say the Zelda DLC would still be coming this year. They've shown Zelda before at the Game Awards. I think there's a high, high chance that we'll get some Zelda DLC stuff at the Game Awards. So the Game of the Year continues with more content uh, very, very soon. And the exciting thing is that Nintendo was very well represented this year in the, in the Game Awards. I think in the oh, past oh, years, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, there's some good games. Why don't you talk about them? But there's really good games, as we've been talking about for the last couple of hours. And, um, yeah, it's really cool to, to see Nintendo was so well represented. What's that? Like, if you go to, if you go to the Game of Year Awards official yeah. page, you vote. So if you like these games, if you like Zelda, you like Mario Odyssey, if you like other games, you, you actually have a vote. So cast it, use it, because don't watch and go, oh, well, this game didn't win. Uh, if you didn't vote, you know, you really have no place yeah. to say. Yeah, and that's actually one of the reasons why, um, I forgot, but uh, another reason why Zelda creeped up into number one for me, too, because as I was voting for the Game Awards, I realized I was picking Zelda more than Mario in those different categories. And, uh, and I was like, well, that makes sense that, that it would be number one for me as well, um, because it, it keeps, it, it, it's the one I keep going back to more often than not. So, yeah, it, it could be exciting uh, Thursday night, so definitely tune in. And one of the other yeah. things, too, um, that I noticed, I forget what magazine it was, like Time or I don't know, whatever it was, but they picked, like, their top gadgets of the year and, uh, you know, beating out the iPhone at uh, 10, depending on what you want to call it, X or 10 or whatever, all these other things was the Nintendo Switch, um, which was, was pretty cool to see because Nintendo's not really been, you know, that much in, in the public spotlight probably since the Wii. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, that much attention given to it and some awesome games um, to back it all up. And, uh, and, and it's cool to, to just hear people talking about Nintendo in a good way again. Um, you know, when a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, you talk about, you know, what game video games you like. And I'm like, well, I, I tend to, you know, find myself playing more Nintendo games than others. Um, and, you know, in the past couple of years, they're like, oh, really? What's there to play? Blah, blah, blah. But that's not the same anymore. Um, this year, especially with the Switch and, and its great lineup, ha- has definitely changed some things. And uh, and I tend to find people going, "Oh wait, you have a Switch? That's cool." So that's that's pretty that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. Um, you know, in a lot of the gaming groups I'm part of, um, that I do have discussions. It's very very heavy. PS4 versus Xbox One. Uh, and and now I'm watching Switch start to come in because before it was like, oh yeah. You know, I you know I, I like the Nintendo consoles, like the Wii U. Oh, I have no games. Oh man, go get a PS4 instead, or go get an Xbox One or PC, uh, better than all of them. Uh, but now, you know, with the Switch, more and more people I'm watching are like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I got the Switch. It's really great. Or I haven't played my PS4 since I've you know got the Switch. It's really surprised me. And, and there's one one uh, YouTube channel that I wasn't even privy to because uh, I don't watch wrestling anymore. Uh, one of the wrestlers, uh, Steve something, I forget his name now, uh, pro wrestler, uh, talks about how he travels for all these different things. He got a Switch, and he does his unboxing, and he's a big, strong guy. He's like, I like, you know, the, the Manly Man games. He's like, man, I, I'm loving the Switch. Like, this is my best game. Like, if this had Madden, I wouldn't even touch my Xbox. And it's so weird to see, like, somebody in, of, you know, a pop culture like that that you would never expect to be seen on a plane sitting there playing a Nintendo console, you know, boasting about it. And he probably has sold more. You know, some switches just from people who are like wrestling fans. I know uh, WWE comes out the sixth. Uh, that will obviously will help his case. But it's just interesting to see all these 
people that have never talked about Nintendo. Like, oh, I've never, I didn't buy a Nintendo since the Super Nintendo. This is my first Nintendo console in 20 years. And it's a great game, you know, a great game, a great system. And it's like, oh my God, you know, uh, it's great to see that again. It's all these people coming back, you know, that we've, we've all know. We, we've been with Nintendo the whole time. We've loved Nintendo the whole time. Uh, not all their decisions, but at least their games uh, to see them come back. And it's great. It's great for Nintendo and great for gaming. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool to see. I definitely have, like, sentiments from my wife working at the library. She gets a lot of kids coming in looking for the Switch games. And I saw it during, like, for, like, a holiday event over just this last Saturday. Some kids like, oh, we want some games to play. What do you have? And it was just Super Bomberman R. And I was like, wait, there might be a few other ones. Like, oh, we found, here's a copy of Odyssey. And I was like, boom, took it. I mean... (laughs) Hands down. I mean, we definitely know there's lots of demand for it. Lots of people are looking to even get the games to try them out or whatever, take their kids to the library just to get a couple games and they have trouble keeping them on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's also we'll another see. factor. I was going to say Black Friday quickly. Like the Switch was like the number one uh, sold item on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and it was the only one that wasn't on sale. Like all the other things were on sale, and the sure. Switch was not on sale. And was yeah, I loved, I loved the Black Friday ads because it's like you know this discount, this discount. It was one of the front page ads. I forget which store, and it had a Switch, but it was like just regular price. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's your Black Friday deal. Just buying a Switch, just being able to get the one. Sale, and that's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool they they did have you know the quantity of of Switches actually available for people because you know we were worried you know earlier in the year if they would even have you know, the, the, the amount that they would need. Um, but I have seen them in stores more often and there, there are pallets of them, you know, ready for, for Black Friday, which is pretty cool to, uh, to see that they knew it was going to be, you know, a hot ticket item and they, they supplied, you know, the necessary um, amount of consoles to get it out there to, for the, the people that really wanted it. Yeah, absolutely. There's been so many great games for 2017 uh, you know, we, we have an idea of a couple of games in 2018, or at least in beyond. We don't know exactly when and that sort of thing. However, there's a heavily rumored January Direct, possibly. Um, or if, you know, things are any indication, we'll have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, because that's how this podcast ends up working. So we'll see. But I, I in the near future, I'm sure. Yeah, no, honestly, I think I think the Game Awards are going to be it for, for December, and then they'll probably wait until January for their own thing. But uh, regardless, then still pretty soon uh, next month. Um, and then uh, we'll see what, what 2018 looks like. And, you know, hopefully they'll keep up the momentum, although that'll make this episode even even more difficult than uh, next year. So we'll see how it goes, but it should be pretty fun. Um, I so, find top three more difficult than this year yeah. ever. <laughs> That's true. That would yeah, be hard yeah. to top for this year. But uh, we'll, Pokemon, see. we'll see. Smash Pokemon, Brothers, Animal Crossing, Smash or Animal something. Animal Crossing, you know? Metroid. Metroid. Yoshi. Metroid. Who knows? Who knows? Pikmin 4. Crazy. Pikmin 4. Metroid. uh, Yeah. The other Metroid games. Like Prime Prime 4. 4. (laughs) Metroid Red. (laughs) You never know. Nintendo, they they can just throw random stuff at us. Mother 3, right? Mario Maker Switch. (laughs) All of those games in one month. (laughs) <laughs> one week before the podcast and we have to all figure it all out. All right, that's the last thing. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes up. But uh, 
lots of great games. Um, go check them out if you haven't already. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this best of uh, episode. Thank you to everybody that joined in the chat and stuff as well and posted your um, comments. Uh, it's been great to, to get your feedback as well. Um, and uh, with that being said, I think that's going to wrap it up for the year as well. So, um, you know, to, to everybody out there uh, that celebrates, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Um, we'll see you next year in, uh, in 2018. Have a great one. Yeah. See ya. See you guys. Yeah. Yeah, TalkShoe doesn't want to end for the year. It's like, no, this can't be it. All right, I have to reboot. Let me let me open up TalkShoe again and try again. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely, guys. Uh, if you haven't already, stay tuned uh, on Nintendo Fuse for for more great content. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, there's more game chats where we go in depth on a lot of these games we covered uh, and more um, and other um, um, great content uh, on Nintendo Fuse. So definitely subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And now I think I'm ready to end it. So have a great one. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And see ya. Bye.